day, good day, good day. This is Coffee Conversations with Father David. And I'm Deacon Bob. Hope you're doing well today. Uh, no matter what you're up to, where you are, we're uh, here's here for another um, laid back and also informative coffee, hopefully. <laughs> coffee, <laughs> and interesting maybe. Interesting, you know, Coffee yes, we'll uh, conversation. So Caffeinated. Yep, yeah. How are you doing today, Deacon Bob? I'm doing well, drinking yeah. some coffee, trying to, uh, this is our afternoon Podcasting yes. time. Yes, we never know when the podcast is gonna is gonna lay, whether it's in the morning or the afternoon. So he's got coffee. I got uh, I got my apple spice cider tea. Oh, that sounds good. So it was a Christmas present from from the mom. Oh, that's good. That and the uh, the she got me a Yeti, these these big Yeti things, which I don't actually drink a lot of coffee throughout the day. Mm-hmm. I'll have like one good strong cup in the morning, but I don't really drink a lot throughout the day. But I realize tea is a great way. Yeah, I drink more tea, and tea—it's just easier, you know. You just put the put the bag in and, and put just, the water, and just does, does its thing. thing. <laughs> Versus, if I'm, you know, coffee, it can get complicated. Yeah, do you, do you use one of those press French press things? I or? have, not so much this year, but yes. Yeah, we used to grind our own beans, and oh yeah. Now we just get the little pod, throw it in the in the Keurig, press Keurig. the button. <clears throat> totally. So. It has ruined us. Uh-huh. The convenience, but no, it's good. It's good. So uh, the other day, we went to the Sistine Chapel uh, experience as a as a staff. That was kind of that was kind of fun, right? It was. I was kind of hoping we were going to go to Rome, but um, <laughs> we went to Mentor. <laughs> yeah, Men- Mentor, Ohio. Yeah. So this this company, I don't know who exactly puts it on. It was or, a group called C S E E, but I don't know what that means. Let me look at it while we're talking. Oh yeah, okay. So I think if I was looking that up, so it's just this group that that puts on this this um, this exhibition, uh, you could say, around the around the country. They've done it in different big cities, and so Cleveland was was selected as one. So the Sistine Chapel is a, a beautiful chapel over in uh, Rome, Italy, uh, right in the Vatican. Um, right in Vatican City, next to St. Peter's. And the Sistine Chapel was built, I don't know what it was original, its original use was. I don't know the history there. Yeah, I missed that part of the video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was, it was a chapel. Eventually, it's, it was, it was um, uh, blessed with great art from Michelangelo. And there's, there's, paintings uh, everywhere actually on the on the floor level there's these painted uh, like kind of drapes and things they would have those in churches um, to keep out the cold in the winter and things but these are kind of painted on they're not actual um, kind of drapes on the wall but then above your head on the ceiling and everywhere there's all of these beautiful uh, frescoes all these beautiful paintings uh, that Michelangelo worked on for I don't know how do you know how long he was he was working on on it for uh, no yeah. Yeah, a long, long time, time. <laughs> <laughs> a long time uh, it happened over a long time but so there's there's I don't know how many there are on the ceiling probably I would say 30 to 40 different paintings on the ceiling um, and then yeah so all those were painted and then everyone knows the the famous kind of last judgment uh, depiction on the wall of the chapel uh, so you have Jesus in the center, and then uh, all of the saints and angels around him, and then you have uh, so it's heaven and then hell, and those, and uh, you have the damned at the bottom, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a hundred foot tall painting, and it's uh, just really super beautiful, and I know the 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 last judgment scene uh, from this from this 
thing was um, about 25 years after he actually painted all of the all of the scenes on the on on the ceiling. But did you find anything? I am still looking. That's great. So when you go to to Rome uh, to to view the Sistine Chapel, it's a part of the Vatican uh, Museum tour. Have you ever ever been blessed to go to the go to the Vatican? You know, when, to Rome? when we went to Rome, I was part of a Franciscan pilgrimage. Yeah, and um, we had seen a lot of huge churches in Assisi and in Rome. Mm-hmm. And the the last day, a lot of my friends went to um, the Vatican and did the tour there. Right. I said I wanted to go to the catacombs to see where the church began. Yeah. Because I just had enough of big churches. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that, is, that, that is a funny thing. You know, if you if if you've had the blessing of going to Rome, um, you know, just I've I've been able to go twice just in seminary. You know, just amazing. You know, the the things I never would have done probably mm-hmm. if you once you open your life to God. And you say yes, just like the things he leads you to do and uh, the blessings uh, you uh, you have. So just having gone there twice, it's really beautiful. You know, it's an it's an amazing city, but it is kind of funny. After a few days uh, of being of being there, it's just like, oh, here's another church. Here's another because <laughs> there's just so many. Uh, it's just there's been so much that's been poured into the city um, with time and money and art and, and just there's such beauty. It's almost like you get. Overwhelmed, overwhelmed by it and then mm-hmm. and then it's kind of like oh there's another thing here's another beautiful thing well and i love the fact that a lot of the saints lives or a lot of whoever the the church was dedicated to like in saint francis's case or saint Clair's case there are all these pictures of the stories of their life right so there you could read about it but it was really nice to see just like images of the stories yeah to really see it depicted did you mm-hmm. like did you like the catacombs i did they were very um peaceful and I'm it sure. was kind of nice to see things started underground like in a hidden way as yeah. opposed to so extravagant like we have it today yeah yeah well and to say like what the what the significance of them are is is that the, the early Christians would, would go down there. So when the early Christians were persecuted uh, and eventually they were killed by either Nero or, you know, some other, you know, Roman authority, uh, that they would actually go to the graves, they would go to the catacombs and they would celebrate, you know, the first masses on the graves of the martyrs. Mm-hmm. And so so when, when Dick Bob was talking about, like, that's kind of where the church began in a real way. That's That was one of the first actions the church did was to pray for the dead. Mm-hmm. And to kind of to avoid persecution, it started, right? you know, in hiding. House churches um, that were underground and, mm-hmm. yeah. Which I thought was really unique because this exam- the exhibit for the Sistine Chapel that we had gone to see mm-hmm. was in an abandoned um, car repair place. Tire, tire place, right? Tire place fire, in fire one of the malls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there was this huge empty space that you could still see the holes in the floor where, like, the jacks were mm-hmm. in the midst of all these beautiful paintings that somehow God's love fills those empty spaces, um, even in those places we don't expect to see mm-hmm. God's love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the paintings are amazing. 
Yeah, totally. So uh, maybe to say what the exhibition was, um, and and or it's still going on now. So if, I think it's going through the end of the month. Um, we're kind of talking. We're kind of using this as our topic today to just kind of reflect on, you know, what we what we saw there, but also to maybe to promote it, promote it a little bit and invite anyone who has time to go down to uh, the Great Lakes Mall and, and mentor to go check it out. So you enter in through the through the through the mall, and. Uh, they have a little kiosk area where you can purchase your tickets and there's some merchandising and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of course, merchandising, <laughs> merchandising. And they have a, a video, an introduction video. And then you pass through this door and there's this large room uh, and it's dark but, but, but lighted on, on these pieces of art. So what they've done is they've taken these high quality pictures of the artwork that's on the walls of the Sistine Chapel and brought them close, essentially. So it's organized essentially as the as the as the Sistine Chapel is. You know, like where where the pieces of art are placed, and because there's there's a there's a reason to why they flow the way they do, mm-hmm. why one follows each one, and it's really it's really really ingenious and creative the way it's organized. But instead of you know these pictures being you know 20 meters away, or as they were saying, like and so instead of them being far away. And then, if you have the blessing of going to the Sistine Chapel, you're, it's a, it's a not as a grand experience as, as some would say, because you're forced into this room with like a thousand other people, and you only have fifteen minutes. And then the uh, the Italians are screaming at you, screaming at you to not take photos and, yeah. <laughs> and be quiet and be quiet. So it's not as a as a as a kind of a glorious moment as, as you think. I mean, certainly the room itself is is, is magnificent, but the ex- the exhibition gives you a chance to really kind of just sit and look at these blown up and closer images of, of really what's on the walls. Well, I thought it was nice too, is as you're looking, what do you, what do you think they were like eight by 10 or maybe 10 by like feet? You're saying. Yeah, eight yeah. by 10 feet. Yeah, pretty big. Some of them were probably 20 feet big. Yeah. So we're tall. looking at these blown up images and you could see all the detail. Yeah, um, and the cracks even the, even the cracks in the, the cracks wall, in the and, paint in the wall. Yeah, um, and then there was a like a audio tour that we had, right? That explained, and both of us have done enough scripture where we could probably tell the story, mm-hmm. but it was nice hearing somebody else's interpretation of yeah, what does what what do all the images in the picture try to uh, convey? Right, so there was like one to I think there was there was thirty five stations, right, and that was in I think that was I think that was all the artwork that was that was in the in the chapel, so there's yeah thirty five different different paintings including the um, uh, the last judgment scene, and they would have a little someone just narrate a three to five minute thing kind mm-hmm. of explaining like what are we actually looking at what's going on, and and so in the very center uh, of the ceiling is depictions from Genesis. Uh, the creation of uh, of Adam and Eve, the creation of the world, uh, Noah. Uh, it actually starts with uh, Noah. Noah drunk. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this was not in time order, but but the very first one is uh, so after Noah, you know, builds the ark, survives the great flood and everything. It's a symbol of him kind of going back to his sinful ways of, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> he plants a grapevine, makes a vineyard, ends up getting drunk and naked, and <laughs> yeah. And all kinds of right. bad things happen after that. Exactly. Like, but we just got saved from all these sins. <laughs> Didn't we learn? Yeah, yeah. Not so much. Yeah. So it starts from this place of like, we, we, 
from the very beginning, we needed God. Right? Mm-hmm. So it goes through all of these scenes and, and beautifully depicts them. Uh, and then around the sides of uh, the ceiling, uh, on the walls, is the scenes of um, pictures of the prophets and the great heroes of the scriptures uh, who then, you know, then followed after Genesis. Uh, Genesis was the story of our creation. Um, the, the prophets were the, is the story of how God continued to be with his people, mm-hmm. even, though they, uh, even though they rebelled, even, they went, even though they went away. And then it flows right back into the, uh, the last judgment uh, scene, which is, you know, the end of time. Mm-hmm. So kind of gives you the whole Christian story. In, in one tiny room. In one tiny room, <laughs> and, in, and in, not in words, but in, in paint. In images, yeah. Yeah. So who's your favorite prophet? My favorite prophet? Uh, I don't know. I think Isaiah is pretty cool. Isaiah's good. How come? Well, we didn't a, practice this ahead of time. <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't script this, so we're actually asking real questions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think. I mean, he writes a lot about the prefigurement of of Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, and um, you know, just some of the imagery that he uses um, to to write about the Messiah who's coming, uh, different things. Um, so yeah, probably I like I like Isaiah. Who, who would you who would you say? Mine's a toss up between Jonah, because I keep ending up sometimes going back to the same place. Going, God, why do you why do you want me to to speak your word to like this group or this place? Right. Because it feels like I'm banging my head against the wall, and it's like, well, just keep going. Mm-hmm. Or Daniel, I really like Daniel. Daniel's kind of like biblical Star Wars. Nice mm-hmm. images. Yeah. Very imaginative yeah yeah god always wins so yeah it's cool and i think um so michelangelo you know did a great service um to the world you know throughout time of just spending all of these years spending countless hours on his back painting these uh these images you know insofar as they were commissioned by the church and i think it's something you know that's good for us to remember you know just the importance of art Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the importance of you know the church's role uh, historically in you know being a patron of of the arts you know the church has contributed a lot to society uh, in many ways I mean education the sciences hospitals uh, and and the development and promotion of uh, of the arts and it's such a you know it's it's a priceless thing that we have you know even just in one chapel in Rome. Uh, to be able to look at these, uh, to look at these things. Well, and I think part of the problem with starving artists is the starving part. Mm-hmm. You know, like how do we support artists? I think a lot of them, a lot of artists were in religious communities where the community mm-hmm. supported the person, and their faith kind of drove their imagination or thinking about what the image was going to be. Mm-hmm. So, um, how do we support artists today? Mm-hmm whether right. it's art in our schools or art mm-hmm. in Catholic schools. Um, Pope mm-hmm. John Paul II did something for artists, didn't he? Didn't he have some kind of a yeah, yeah. So he, or something? So JB2, uh, so St. Uh, pope John Paul II, uh, he was not just Pope, not just a really smart guy, but he was an artist himself. Uh, he, was, he was actually an actor He uh, before uh, in seminary and stuff. He would, he would act plays and uh, poet. He was, I mean, just really just an amazing, amazing man in many ways. And he wrote... But in 1999, he wrote a letter to artists, writing out of his, some of his own experience and also looking at the world. Um, he wrote them a letter. And he says this little section on uh, the artist and the common good. And, and he says this, 
Society needs artists, just as it needs scientists, technicians, workers, professional people, witnesses of the faith, teachers, fathers, and mothers, who ensure the growth of the human person and the development of the community by means of that supreme for art form that is the art of education. Within the vast cultural panorama of each nation, artists have their unique place. Obedient to their inspiration in creating works, both worthwhile and beautiful, they not only enrich the cultural heritage of each nation and of all humanity, but they also render an acceptable social service in favor of the common good. Okay, so he says he, he says, says a couple things there, but what is he saying that you know artists play a really important role in education and getting us to think more deeply about things, right? Yeah, and I think you see that when you look at a at a picture, or when you listen to a piece of music, or you read a poem, it gets you to step one step deeper into what's this mystery that we're encountering. Yeah, it's 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 leading you into something. It's teaching mm -hmm. you something. At least good art, you know, and then there's the question on what is art and this and that. I mean, I think JB2 says that something that's worthwhile and beautiful. Art isn't just anything, but but that it is something that is um, points you to truth, goodness, and and is and something that is beautiful. And tr true, well, I don't want to say true art, but good art and good literature and good music lasts a lot longer Time, it's than, timeless mm -hmm. it's not just within the cultural context because it speaks to our soul it speaks to our heart not just mm -hmm. some little point in history yeah yeah um, and i think i think you know what is the real you know why are artists important why is art important because it's something that draws us out of ourselves you know we can just be so going and going and going and working and thinking and you know, making the things of life done that we don't really engage our imagination very much. Mm -hmm. We don't really ponder things, you know. And I think that's what artists do, you know. They might not be doing, you know, anything in regards to contributing to society in some you know, utilitarian way or like, you know, they're not working in a factory helping us to have things, you know. It's not, it's, it's hard to see what the, the benefit of their work is. But they spend time using their imagination and to think about things. And then they make something beautiful that gets us to then think about that thing, mm -hmm. you know, hopefully. Michelangelo, in the case, he's, he wants us to think about what is the Christian story and why, do, and, and why, why does it make sense? And then where do, I, where do I have a place within the Christian story? That's really good. And I think standing within that exhibit or in the Sistine Chapel itself, that's the question is, is where are we in that story? Because sometimes we just think, well, the Christian story's over. You know, Jesus lived, Jesus died, Jesus rose from the dead, went to heaven. Well, no. That yeah. that the church continues this mm -hmm. story of salvation. Yeah. Um, and what's our role? Mm -hmm. I love Bishop Perez when he was in Cleveland. He said, if you drew a long line all the way up the aisle of the church, we would just be like, if that was a timeline, we would mm -hmm. just be a little blip on that very long timeline. But we're an important blip. You know, God's doing something in each of our lives, mm -hmm. whether we think we're important or not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, um, so I did actually have a chance to go to uh, the Sistine Chapel. Uh, like I said, we got to go with, with the seminary. And really is a, it's a beautiful experience. And I'm gonna include a, uh, a video by a woman named uh, 
Liz Lev or Elizabeth Lev. She's probably one of the foremost um, historians on Vatican art, uh, about church church art, and she does tours, like private tours, um, at the at, at the Vatican. And we were really blessed in the seminary that uh, you know we have some connections over there with some guys who have done some studies and different things, and we we're able to get a uh, we we're able to get a private tour with her, like an after hours thing. Wow. Which was just, again, just like so incredible. And so we were able to be in there for about like about 25 minutes uh, or so just by just by ourselves. Like it was like after the museum had closed and she was just talking about just what we were looking at and why it made sense. And it was really beautiful. So she did she did a TED talk on it. So I'll include that in the in the link. But the probably the most amazing thing was that we um at the seminarians we sang uh the song the salve regina mm -hmm. so it's the it's the hail mary uh or hail mary no it's the hail holy queen salve regina yeah it's a hail holy queen in yeah. uh, in in latin and it's uh it's just a really beautiful song so it's sung uh every day uh after night prayer so at the at the end of the day you know if you're a priest uh, or a seminarian or a religious uh you would sing this song to mary and it was just so amazing to sing it, that song in that room, and just to hear it, you know, just reverberate mm -hmm. off of the walls. And uh, it was just really cool. And there's actually a recording of it. I'll try to find it and put that on here, too. Okay. And it just the only other time that, that you would hear that song or have that song sung would be when the cardinals uh, actually gather to elect the pope. So that's actually the room that they use mm -hmm. uh, when, they, when they gather together, you know, before we see the white smoke. That they actually they pray and they discern and they elect who the pope is. They actually do it in that chapel, so it was just kind of cool just to to be in to there. be in that moment. It was mm -hmm. like I mean that was a, a a complete gift from God. Wow, very good. Yeah, yeah, and maybe we can put the link too for the exhibit that was in Mentor. Totally, and if somebody wants to see if it's coming to a mall by them, oh, it's a <laughs> mall near you. So if you can't make it to Rome, this this was a really good. Um, experience. Yeah, it's beautiful. So. Um, there, there, there might be a lot of people. Uh, thankfully, we, went, we were able to go during the day when there wasn't as many. But, uh, but it gives you the experience of uh, a Vatican museum where you're standing for long amounts of time. There's very few benches and lots of people. So yeah, <laughs> and what the, the nice part about this too is it was so you could get so close to the painting. Right. Um, sometimes in the large churches, those paintings are so big, but they're so far away. Mm -hmm. It's just hard to, to yeah. see the detail. Yeah. And also you have a really good tour guide. You don't really know what you're looking at. Mm -hmm. You know, and and why does this why does this make sense? So, but um, yeah, so that's just a little bit about um, the exhibit we did. And it was just a, you know, I think the thing about art is that it is just refreshing. You know, uh, it just, it engages a different part of your brain. It slows us down. It gets us to think about something. And I just felt pretty refreshed, you know, just after spending, you know, an hour or so just looking at these looking at these pieces of art. So yep. So if you have a church nearby that has some nice artwork that you can go look at for a little bit or some stained glass windows that you can go gaze at for a little while, mm -hmm. um, that might be a way of bringing art into your life uh, real soon. Yeah. Or if you're feeling like a big empty garage that nothing happens <laughs> in, <laughs> you know, God can still show up and bring beauty even to that space. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's pray and thank God for the the day we have. In the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise uh, for the gift of this day. Thanks and praise for the gift of the church. 
the gift of uh, Michelangelo, of uh, the, the pieces of art that he's given to us that speak to us of um, the Christian story of, uh, of your presence in our lives. We give you thanks for Catholic artists throughout the world who seek to make you present and real uh, through, their, through their work, through their reflections, through their prayer. We ask you to bless them uh, in their ministry. We ask you to bless us that we may encounter your love and your presence no matter where, uh, no matter where you may be. And we ask this all in your name. Amen. In the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. We'll have a blessed day. And um, like Deacon Bob said, maybe go find some beautiful art this week. Yep. God bless. Mm-hmm.